Hello. Welcome to the Myths and Legends of Europe. Before I begin, I would just like to apologise for my extended absence. Real life has got in the way and I've had an awful lot to deal with over the last few weeks. Now though, I've managed to get back to my writing and so I'm ready to launch the next series. As I announced a few months ago, the next legend I'm going to tackle is that of Beowulf, entirely taken from the Old English poem. This will probably take five or six episodes and I intend to release all of them before Christmas. Today's episode will be a brief introduction and I intend to release chapter one of the actual story in three weeks time on Sunday the 1st of October. So without wasting any more time, let's get on with it. Beowulf, an introduction. The legend of Beowulf is taken from a single poem although of course with many translations, written in Old English in the West Saxon dialect. It is important as it represents the first piece of literature written in English. It is the beginning of English literature. The poem was composed to be sung or spoken out loud as a public performance, just like the works of Homer or Virgil. The manuscript survives as a single copy, which is proudly housed in the British Museum in London. It has only actually been known as Beowulf since the early 1800s and was printed for the first time around the same time. It has 3,182 alliterative verses and is by far the longest Anglo-Saxon poetic work. There have been a huge number of translations since the first printed version. Notably, J.R.R. Tolkien translated the poem although it was only released for publication in recent years after it was edited by his son. The Irish poet Seamus Heaney published his version in 1999. Many previous versions exist, including some by Scandinavian authors. The actual date of composition is not agreed upon by scholars. Some think it was written in the 8th century, while some believe it could be as late as the early years of the 11th. It was probably written in Northumbria, the region in the far northeast of England, although some think it may have been written in the more westerly and southerly kingdom of Mercia. Beowulf can perfectly be described as a heroic poem. The warriors in it behave exactly as warriors should. They feast, they taunt each other, they battle and they quest. The central character is of course the greatest of the heroes. That is as it should be. The interesting thing about Beowulf, the earliest piece of English literature, is that it is not set in England or even in Britain. Its heroes, villains and locations are all Scandinavian. The slight twist on the narrative is that although it is set in the context of Norse lands long before Christianity, there is a clear Christian influence. This is unsurprising given that even the earliest date of the composition is well into the Christian era in Britain. The poem appears to be set in the 6th century. In it are mentions of the Goths and the Vandals. Both of these tribes, as anyone who listens to my other podcast, The Myths and History of Greece and Rome Knows, were instrumental in the fall of the western part of the Roman Empire. Beowulf himself is not a historical figure, but some of the other characters, either part of the story themselves or mentioned in it, are, or may be. The Geats were real people. King Hygelac, king of the Geats, was probably a real figure, apparently killed in a raid on the Germanic tribe, the Franks, in the early 500s. But Beowulf himself is fictional in every respect. Similarities with the Homeric Trojan War poems can be seen here, real events, or at least real places, being used as the setting for heroic action. 
In some ways, this is similar to many historical novels, real events being used as a backdrop for fictional action. And of course, in Beowulf there are monsters. Nobody could pretend that these monsters are based on reality. Monsters are an important part of Norse mythology, and it is no different with Beowulf. Most of all, Beowulf is a tale that should be enjoyed by all. Poetic translations are important, but so is the story. My aim is to tell that story in a way that it can be enjoyed by all. I really do hope that I succeed. Welcome to the legend of Beowulf. Next time, we'll meet the characters as we dive into the first part of the story. Until then, have a great few weeks and I'll speak to you next time.